the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. It is recorded in the book of John that Jesus once said, If he is lifted up, he will draw all people unto himself. Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension are all linked to this glorious exaltation, and it is a call made to the entire world. No class, social status, race, or gender is excluded from this declaration. That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. We as Americans in our country, just about everything we believe goes contrary to the Word of God. For example, karma. If I ask you how many of you believe in karma, most of you would raise your hand. Karma is an Eastern religion. Karma basically says God's not involved in anything in your life. You just kind of get what you deserve. That's not biblical. Yes, we reap what we sow, but God is involved in that. Not just happen chance. What you do comes back at you, whether it's in this lifetime or the next. It doesn't even make sense. Another thing that people believe is that all faiths have equal value. That it doesn't really matter what you Christians can believe what you want. But I believe this, and as long as you have some faith, any kind of faith works, as long as you have some kind of faith. That's not biblical. Here's what not just America believes. This is what most Christians believe today. That sexual relationships outside of marriage is morally acceptable. Most people believe that there's no such thing as absolute truth. About 7 out of 10 people in America believe that moral truth is determined by you that you get to decide it's whatever you think is right whatever you think is wrong is right and wrong we no longer identify the bible as the primary source for moral guidance in america today there's a box in your outline i want you to write this down and you're going to get sick and tired of hearing me say this in the next 12 months i just want you to know this is the first you're going to hear it many times are you ready Whenever you read the Bible and you come across something you don't believe in, you're going, I don't believe that. <laughs> Write this down. I want you to assume that you are wrong. <laughs> we read the Bible and we assume, well, this must be wrong. Because I'm right. I determine what's morally right and wrong. No, 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 no. I want to say this one more time, just in this sermon. As you're reading through the Word of God, God's Word, assume that the Scriptures are right and that your opinions are wrong. (laughs) 
There's this scene in 1956, the epic movie uh, produced by Cecil B. DeMille called The Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston, who played the part of Moses. And it's the scene right after Moses has seen the, the, the fiery bush that is not being consumed, and he's, he turns and he's walking back to his wife. In the movie, it's this beautiful woman. Her name is Zipporah. And Zipporah there is watching Moses. He's just returned from seeing the burning bush. And as she looks at him, she can hardly recognize him because his appearance has changed. He, he's, he's not the same man as he was before he talked with God. He's not the same man that he was before he experienced God. Now his hair has turned colors. His face is like glowing. His countenance is brighter. And it was Cecil B. DeMille's way of showing that Moses' life had been transformed by the presence of God. And likewise, when you and I encounter God, and we truly have an encounter where we experience God in our lives, our lives are never the same. And just like the fire illuminated from the shrub, God's fire illuminates from us. 2 Corinthians 7.1 says, Since we have these promises, let us purify ourselves. Now look at these words. Pay attention to every single word. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates both the body and the spirit. Perfecting holiness out of what? Reverence for Christ. Are you a Christ follower? Do you believe in Jesus? Take off your sandals. For the ground in which you stand is holy ground. Because wherever God's presence is, He transforms everything. Do you think Moses, after he sees this, he's like, what is that? He goes over and he hears the voice and he experiences God. Do you think that when he returns back to Jethro and to Zipporah, that he goes to the cabinet and finds drugs and alcohol and says, I need drugs and alcohol right now. Do you think that happened? No. Do you think he engaged in anything or went to any place that did not honor God? No, of course not. Because the Bible says, let us purify ourselves from anything, from everything that contaminates both the body and the spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence. And number three, write this down. With God's fire, the thorn bush. Oh, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me. It becomes an everlasting witness. The story of Moses' encounter with the burning bush is one that has been shared for 3,500 years, and it's still being shared today. We're looking at it today. From vacation Bible schools to uh, Bible college and seminaries, churches like our church today, this story has stood the test of time. And every time it is shared, we are once again reminded that the God we serve is holy and pure. And God's desire for Israel and God's desire for us is that we would be saved, that we would be restored, that we would be redeemed, that we would be pure, because our supernatural God is a holy God. And He calls us, write this down, He calls us to stand before Him in reverence 
and in holiness. And in a sense, once you experience God and you see this and understand it, you carry the torch, the presence of God, wherever you go. We've all heard the stories in the Bible. There's all kinds of stories that talk about fire. Elijah was taken up into heaven. We've all heard this story. Elijah was taken up into heaven in what's called a chariot of fire. We all know the story of Isaiah where God put hot coals, flames on his lips, the lips of Isaiah. We all have heard the story of how Israel was led through the wilderness with pillars of fire. We all know the story in Acts 2 where tongues of fire came via the Holy Spirit, came from heaven and landed on the 120 on the day of Pentecost. We've all studied the seven churches in the book of Revelation and the seven lampstands. And we've also studied John the Baptist when he introduces Jesus Christ back in Matthew chapter 3 where he clearly says, I will baptize you with water for repentance, but one coming after me, one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not even fit to carry. Well, when Jesus comes, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? With fire. And it's His presence, don't you see? Once you, once you experience it comes, He puts that Spirit within you. And you're like that burning bush. Moses was 80. 80! He was a second-rate Shepherd, while the sheep he was watching weren't even his, they were his father in law's. He hadn't built an empire like Abraham, he wasn't rich like Job. For 40 years, the best years of his life, from age 40 to 80, he was a lowly shepherd. But at 80 years of age, after experiencing the presence of God, he himself is now full of God's fire and God's power. He's the vessel that God will use to stand up against Pharaoh and the armies of Egypt. He's a man that will oversee miracle after miracle. He will be the instrument to save and to deliver an entire nation. He will be used to deliver 1.5 million Hebrew slaves into freedom. And for the rest of his life, the next 40 years, he will be the leader and the provider and the intercessor for the people of God. And he would also be the very person that God will use through the Holy Spirit to start writing and compiling the first five books of the Bible. Moses wrote the first five books. And none of that would have happened had he not experienced God at that burning bush. This entire scene where he sees the bush and it's on fire but not being consumed, he walks over, he hears the voice, take off your sandals, this ground is holy ground. God is calling Moses to be his witness for the rest of his life. And I say to you that whenever you and I, taking off your sandals is a symbol of humility. That when you take your life and you come to God in humility and in reverence and surrender, God will put his Holy Spirit fire within you. And our lives will never be the same. And God will purify our hearts and He will transform our lives and He will anoint us and fill us with His very presence. 
And just like God had a job for Moses, God will have a job for you. And don't be offended about what I'm getting ready to say and walk out of here and be offended. But write this down. Without God's presence, you are really nothing more than a dry thorn bush yourself. We're nothing without the Spirit of God. You see this body up here? This all came from dust. And this very moment, guess where it's headed? Back to dust. Before your very eyes. It's happening. And without God's presence, I'm nothing. You're nothing. But once you get to this point where you experience God, everything in your life changes. I close with this story. There was a woman, a British woman. Her name was Gladys Allward. I'm not sure any of you have ever heard this story. She was born in North London in the year 1902. Her story is written in a book called The Small Woman, published in 1957, made into a movie in 1958 starring Ingrid Bergman. Gladys, from London, wanted to be a missionary to the people of China. So she enrolled in a language school, but after three months, she failed, and the China Mission Board said, you can't go to China. Undeterred, this little woman took out her life savings, every penny she had. It's in London. You've got to get a map. She got on a train, a train, and went clear across all of the Soviet Union. Soviet Union is eight time zones. In case you don't know, the United States has three. She took this train all across Soviet Union. She went across Siberia, and she landed in a town in the middle of China, and she found a job working in an inn or a lodge where travelers, all Chinese, would pass through this lodge, and she was there to serve with the hopes of planting seeds and leading people to Jesus Christ. She also got involved in taking care of orphans in that area. And in the year 1938, the Japanese invaded that territory. And she had to flee for her life. And her story is told that she took a hundred orphans, a woman, a little woman, and a hundred orphans. And in order to escape, she had to go over several mountain passes. And there were many stories along the line where they came up against a hopeless situation where they weren't going to make it. And in one particular scene, there was this 13-year-old girl that turns to Gladys and tries to comfort her with these words. The girl said, now Gladys, Don't forget what you told us about Moses. And Gladys, who was discouraged at that moment, said to the young girl, Yes, but I'm no Moses. To which the little girl responded with these words, I know, but God is still God.
Oh, listen to me. The very moment, the very moment you give your life to Jesus Christ, He puts God's presence, God's Spirit, God's fire. The Holy Spirit comes within you, and that Holy Spirit will purify you. That Holy Spirit will empower you. That Holy Spirit will cleanse you. That Holy Spirit will ignite you. That Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. And that fire that burns within us, we can change the world. We can change the world. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. If you're like me, you've discovered there are some books in the Bible that are not always easy to navigate through. Like, for instance, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs contains 31 chapters and can be very daunting to go through if you are looking for a specific topic. That's why Pastor Dudley has created the perfect resource to help you with the book of Proverbs. It's called Proverbs in a Haystack, and it is our special offer for everyone listening today. Proverbs in a Haystack removes the challenge of searching through the book of Proverbs. It has over 2,000 topics that easily cross-reference to the exact chapter and verse you are looking for. This invaluable resource can be yours right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus radio ministry. You can receive your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack by calling us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We know you will be blessed by this unique resource created exclusively by Pastor Dudley. So be sure to call right now and ask for your copy of Proverbs in a Haystack today. It was tough in the 80s growing up um, in all over South Central Los Angeles. A lot of gang activity, a lot of violence. I grew up in a foster home, me and my two sisters in the same home, a single parent home at the time. So we didn't have a lot of money because we were on government assistance because I was a foster child. And it was very known while I ended up in a foster home. Uh, My mother was living a life of crime at the time. She had been on her own since she was 14 years old. And my father was uh, into drug trafficking at the time. A pivotal moment for me was when I learned for the first time that I was actually in a foster home and that my foster mom was not my biological mother. Uh, My sisters were my half-sisters. At that moment, it changed a lot in my life. I had to be around 10 years old. And at that point, I kept looking outside the window and kept waiting for my mother and my father to come and get me out of the home. I used to fight a lot because in my neighborhood, you know, that's what we did. We fought and I was always a quiet kid. And I was at that time in my age, I was 16 years old. I asked God, I said, God, if you're real, I asked him, I said, please show me something different because I was literally about to leave. And the type of person I was, if I would have left and went to the streets, I would have never came back. 
Um, I do things 100%. If I was going to be 100% good, I would have been 100% good. But if I was going to go to the streets, then that would have been it for me. And literally, God told me three times, and I heard it so clearly. He said, it's not you. It's not you. It's not you. It was one of the few times I did go to church, um, and the pastor was preaching on generational curses. So that stuck with me. That made me feel like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do now if this is true? But again, I went back and I said, nah, God, God couldn't have made me just just to create me to suffer. It has to be more to life than, than just what I'm being told or what I'm seeing and what I'm living. So um, maybe I can change things, or at least I'm going to hang on to see if things change. So I had just proposed to my wife, and um, her mother was attending this church for the first time. And it was Shepherd Church. And she asked me one day, she was like, would you like to come to church with me? So I agreed to come with her. That particular sermon, it was almost as if God was speaking directly to me. For whatever reason, he was preaching on generational curses at that time. So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, oh, here we go again about this. I've heard this before. But the way he explained it in the scriptures he followed up with it is that Jesus' blessings can overturn any generational curse. And then he starts sharing about Jesus And to be honest with you, once I read the story of Jesus, it just changed everything for me. About six months later, I ended up dedicating my life to Christ. One of the things that I thought that I wouldn't have any more problems or challenges once I accepted the Lord, everything was going fine in my life. I mean, I'm volunteering, I'm having a great time, my life is on track, my my wife and my kids are doing well. And then... um, 2007, I got a call that my sister's boyfriend had took her life. And it was hard. I went through a trial for 18 months. Um, But again, because of the church and they had a grieving class that met once a week, um, I attended that and it it was perfect for me because sometimes when you lose someone, however you lose them, you lose them and it's, it's, it, it hurts you, it breaks you. When I had the funeral for my sister, it was in South Central LA and And uh, I'll never forget when I was sitting there, when it was about to start, and uh, I saw this uh, tall Caucasian man, (laughs) like 6'4", and it happened to be my pastor with no security, no one but himself coming down in the heart of South Central Los Angeles. And uh, Pastor Dudley was there, and it made all the difference for me in the world. And I said, okay, this guy's solid. He stands by what he preaches. I felt like Pastor Dudley should be in a household name. He should, everyone should know him because I knew of the impact that he made in my life. And if he can make the impact that he did for a South Central foster kid growing up in L.A., that it can make a world of difference only if people heard his teachings and experienced Shepherd Church. So that was my main motivation is just trying to get us to every way a person can um, hear our messages, phone, uh, Roku, Apple, um, through TV, through radio. Uh, that was my main motivation because people are starving out there. They, they need to hear the word. They need to hear. I love the way Pastor Jelly breaks it down, very practical ways so you can apply it to your everyday life. The impact I've seen is, is quite amazing. Honestly, I don't think I have a, enough words to really share when someone can be flipping the channel 
in something that they're going through just speaks, the Word of God just speaks directly to them. To have someone call in and they're literally in tears because of the message that they heard and was speaking into their life, um, there's no greater feeling in the world than that. And it shows how the Word of God can penetrate anybody, anyone's background, wherever they are, however they're listening, or however they're watching. To know that we're making a difference, not just in our community, but we are making a difference around the world. And there's no greater feeling than that. Calling all men. Join us at Shepherd Church for the last men's breakfast of the year. On August 12th, join us to break bread with your fellow brothers in Christ. Don't miss out on this fun and powerful morning filled with worship, fellowship, and teaching. You just bring your Bible into Buddy, and we'll bring the breakfast burritos. That's right. We're going to be serving free breakfast burritos provided by Big Arts Catering beginning at 7 a.m. to tantalize your taste buds and kickstart your day. But friends, it's not about the food. This isn't your average breakfast, guys. It's an amazing experience filled with vibrant conversations, music, laughter, and real talk with real men. So mark your calendars and join us at the Real Talk Men's Breakfast Saturday, August 12th at Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch. Register today by visiting shepherdchurch.com and clicking on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast button. Again, that's shepherdchurch.com and don't forget to click on the Real Talk Men's Breakfast. We'll see you soon. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.